Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Monday, July 6, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. Hope you had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. And guess what? It's moving week. That's right. It's moving week around the Ochoa compound. Uh, my wife and I, our pup, Little Bear, uh, we are moving this week, which means just a little bit of a schedule alteration. Not really even an alteration, just a bit of an update. Uh, look, Blogging the Boys is an incredible machine, and we pride ourselves on keeping it running all the time. And that obviously adheres to our podcast network as well as the site and our social channels and all that. And so, uh, you know how moving can go. It's going to be a little bit time-consuming. It's going to be a little bit demanding. And so, you will only get me here on the Ocho today, Monday, Tuesday. So, Monday, one day, Tuesday, two day, and Wednesday, of course, uh, when, whoa, what day? On Thursday and Friday's episodes of the Ocho, you will get Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray from Girls Talking Boys. You'll also obviously get them later today and on Friday for their normally scheduled episodes. So, uh, you know, if uh, if you hear some different voices, everything's okay. We're just, uh, you know, we're just looking out for one another because moving sucks, but we're all packed and we're about as ready as you can possibly be. And um, look, I think that David Njoku is ready to pack up himself and move. As much as the process sucks, it seems like he he wants out of uh, of his current situation, which is the Cleveland Browns. Now, this came out on Friday after our Friday uh, episode of the Ocho. So, um, you know how it is. You know, Dallas Cowboys, player who wants to be somewhere else, match made in heaven, baby. Uh, it was ESPN's Adam Schefter who first reported that David Njoku, Cleveland Browns tight end, does in fact want a trade. The Cleveland Browns took David Njoku all the way back in 2017 in the first round. Uh, the 29th overall pick, just one pick, ironically, after the Dallas Cowboys took Taco Charlton, and perhaps even more ironically, just one pick before the Pittsburgh Steelers took TJ Watt. Um, so David Njoku is on the block, I guess you could say. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys obviously have Blake Jarwin in-house. Uh, let Jason Witten go. Watched him go sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but Blake Jarwin was paid like a starting tight end, and we all expect that to be the case here in 2020. But look, if you can if you can add a, a skilled player to your offense, you never you know thumb your nose at that idea. I don't personally buy this story. But here is uh, here's everything that we know. We know that David Njoku, uh, and again, you know, th- this is all the way it works, but David Njoku is wrapped by Drew Rosenhau, who is one of the premier agents in the NFL. And uh, typically, if you're an agent and you want your player, you want your client to get some eyeballs on him, well, what, what better way to do that than throw the Dallas Cowboys name in the ring? And again, Adam Schefter first reported that 
David Njoku wanted to be traded. Everybody's kind of starting to figure out where would he fit in, what would be fun. You know, a lot of people threw out different places. The Arizona Cardinals were a team uh, that I saw flitted out by a lot of people. That would be fun. Uh, that I would really enjoy watching that offense, honestly, except for uh, a Monday Night Football game this fall. However, um, it was Mary Kay Cabot, the legendary Cleveland Browns beat writer, who reported that the Dallas Cowboys are among the teams that are uh, reportedly interested. And of course, of course, because of course, of course, the Dallas Cowboys are interested. Um, that's that's the way this works. Right? Her exact tweet, for what it's worth, reads, hearing the Cowboys are one team that might have some interest in Brown's tight end, Njoku. Now, think about the way that tweet is crafted. Hearing the Cowboys are one team that might have some interest in Brown's tight end, David Njoku. I feel like... Um, like, I've never seen A Beautiful Mind, but I get told about it a lot. I feel like this would be a scene in A Beautiful Mind where we're just highlighting certain words, right? Hearing the Cowboys are one, that's just, that's one of the words, right? One, one team that might, that's another word, might have, and then another one, some, and then the other word, interest. So, I mean, this is one team that might have some interest, right? That's not one team that might have some definite plans. That's not one team that definitely has some interest. That's not one team that, you know, has a lot of interest. That's not even, you know, the only team. It's one team. And so what better way to float out the idea that teams are interested in your client than to say, well, all I know is the Cowboys might have some interest in trading for David Njoku. And again, I just, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you think about it, 2020 is the fourth year of David Njoku's rookie contract. They'd have that fifth year option picked up, but I, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not trying to say again, you don't want good players on your team, but I just don't know that I, I don't want to impede the growth of Blake Jarwin. And more than anything, tight end two is not a need for me personally in terms of how I view the Cowboys. The other thing is if you're bringing in a second tight end, you're getting out of 11 personnel. We've been saying and screaming all offseason how much we want to see the Cowboys play in 11 personnel. They drafted CeeDee Lamb. I mean, so what David Njoku in some senses represents his presence on the field because Blake Jarwin's going to be there, right? Means that CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup is not on the field. I would rather have CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup on the field than David Njoku is telling as he might be. Again, the 29th overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft, I told you that uh, Taco Charlton, excuse me, went one pick ahead of him. TJ Watt, one pick after him. Here are the next 10 picks after David Njoku, just just for giggles. TJ Watt, of course, to the Steelers. Ruben Foster to the 49ers. Ryan Ramchick to the New Orleans Saints. Kevin King, a lot of Cowboys fans wanted him to the Green Bay Packers. That was the 33rd overall pick. That's the first pick in the second round. Cam Robinson to the Jaguars. Malik McDowell to the Seattle Seahawks. Buda Baker to the Arizona Cardinals. Zay Jones to the Buffalo Bills, Forrest Lamp. Remember all the I Love Lamp, uh, you know, things and tweets and takes and everything way back then. To the Los Angeles Chargers and Marcus May to the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, the next two picks are actually pretty awesome. Uh, the Curtis Samuel to the Carolina Panthers and Dalvin Cook to the Minnesota Vikings. This draft was not a great one for the Cowboys. Obviously, everybody is well aware in 2017, Taco Charlton, as we mentioned. Later this round, the Cowboys would draft Chita Bay Wuze, and then later that night, Jordan Lewis, Ryan Switzer, who's no longer on the team. Uh, at the very least, the 2017 draft did give the Cowboys Xavier Woods, so in that sense, it was worth it. But other than that, just a lot of misses. Um, so... 
You know, it is what it is. But David Njoku's production, let's talk about that. In 2017 rookie year, played in all 16 games, 60 targets, 32 receptions, 386 yards. It's good for 12.1 yards per reception and four touchdowns. One year later, sophomore season, David Njoku, 2018 with the Browns, 16 games played again. So played every game, first two years in the NFL, 88 targets. So an uptick in 22 targets or an uptick by 22 targets. This was Baker Mayfield's rookie year, by the way, although he did not start every game as you well remember 639 yards off of 56 receptions for David Njoku so an improvement there however slight regression 11.4 yards per reception but still if you're picking up a first down every time you catch the ball um, I don't have any you know issues with that four touchdowns 27 first downs that was pretty good um, you know no big deal there uh, last year that's that's kind of where we're at 2019 and again it, it should be mentioned uh, for whoever ultimately ends up trading for David Njoku assuming that happens that the Cleveland Browns were a dumpster fire last year I mean they have been for a long time but Freddie Kitchens um, coaching has been an issue for the Cleveland Browns uh, needless to say but only four games played for David Njoku last year with the Browns 10 targets five receptions 41 total yards and one touchdown so last season David Njoku he's coming off of five catches for 41 yards and a score um, last season in four games so not a lot to really write home about in that regard Um, but obviously an athletic prospect a lot of people were very high on him in 2017 when he was coming out of the U just doesn't make sense for me just I just I don't see it happening however I will throw out this outlier and this isn't my well if this happens I'm going to tell you I told you so I I want to include this and I included it when I wrote about this because I think it is important remember that Mike McCarthy we talked about what ifs uh, Ari Temkin Patrick Kahn and I did on the Cowboys beat podcast I did with those guys last week we talked a bunch of what ifs and one of my what ifs was what if the Carolina Panthers or Cleveland Browns had hired Mike McCarthy what would that have meant for the Cowboys would Jason Garrett still be their head coach I don't want to put you through that what if but it is obviously not fun to consider especially considering everything that we know and have seen Mike McCarthy do uh, with the Cowboys over the last what six, seven months. Uh, But anyway, Mike McCarthy did interview with the Cleveland Browns as well as the Carolina Panthers. And so we know that Mike McCarthy is analytic God. We know that he is a researcher. We know he is a student. We know he has put together an incredible game plan. And that is why the Cowboys have had one of the more remarkable off seasons across the entire NFL. And so what I will say to that point is Mike McCarthy, we know, has really crossed all of his T's and dotted all of his I's in terms of research. He had all of last year to prepare. And so if he studied the Carolina Panthers roster and the Cleveland Browns roster, that means that he studied David Njoku. So there is that very, 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 very mild connection. If, if you're looking for one to draw, perhaps Mike McCarthy in his studying you know, for the Cleveland Browns in the event that he got that job, really liked what he saw from David Njoku. Um, but I mean, if that were the case, I don't think that he would have waited until this long to pursue him, uh, assuming that interest was there. But a lot of this, again, is agent-driven, so we'll see how that ultimately works out. But um, either way, for my money's worth... I'll pass, but I am excited to see David Njoku hopefully play somewhere else. Again, the Arizona Cardinals would be a lot of fun. I would love to see that. Uh, Kyler Murray went to Texas A&M, and I don't recognize anything else he did in college. Uh, Christian Kirk went to Texas A&M. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know where else he worked in the college football world, but I know that he was the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M University when Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy in 2012. Those are the facts that matter. Uh, Hey, uh, the girls have a fun episode of Girls Talking Boys coming your way later today, uh, kind of about something I wrote about as well over the weekend. And uh, to kind of get your noggins spinning ahead of it, uh, what, what other teams across the world of sports 
compared to the Cowboys in terms of successes or, or rather non-successes that they've had over the last quarter century. So we're talking about really prominent teams or figures or individuals uh, across the world of sports, whatever the case may be, that have kept their fame and their notoriety over the last quarter century, but you know haven't had the ultimate level of success. When I wrote about this, uh, blogontheboys.com, you can go back and check that article out. Uh, the three examples I kind of came up with were Manchester United, and I am a Manchester United supporter, so that hurt me a lot. However, Bruno, life is good. Life is good. We're coming for that Champions League spot. Uh, but Manchester United, and, and at least you know they've won a title, an EPL title, uh, far more recently than the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl. But right now, they are kind of trying to find their footing again and, and trying to really kind of regain glory. Obviously, a global brand. That's really, I think, the biggest way that they're most comparable to the Cowboys. Uh, the other two I came up with, um, again, I am a fighting Texas Aggie class of 2012. And um, University of Texas. Just lots of pomp and circumstance, lots of talk and no real success over the last quarter century. So that one kind of fits to me. And the third one, um, I do know somebody who supports this team. Actually, it is our friend Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. The New York Knicks. Do we really got to say much more than that? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have, have not won a Super Bowl, but they're not the Knicks. So um Thank goodness for that. But uh, Kelsey and Meg will get into that later on today with you. Again, make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Voice podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. We are everywhere. We are anywhere. We are all over the place. If you need any help figuring all this out or you just want to chat about life, Manchester United, or uh, how much moving sucks, you know where to find me, at RJ Ochoa on Twitter or Instagram. My DMs are open. You can also email me, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com if that is more your speed. Again, Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray will be on of the Ocho this Thursday and Friday, so uh, get ready for more of them. And uh, last thing, big shout-out, big-time shout-out to my dog, Bear. Uh, recording this Sunday evening, and people are still popping fireworks, and if you have ever had a dog on July 4th, uh, we had not before this year. It is definitely very different. And um, he uh, was a very good boy because people are still popping fireworks, and I have recorded all of this in one take. So shout out to Bear the dog. He really did it. He is today's MVP as well as you because you are perfect in every single way. So with all that being said, we will see you manana, my friends. As always, have the best Monday of all time. I said that wrong, but you just had the best Monday ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.